What would you do if you lost it all? Imagine you lose everything. No money, no name, no reputation. How much more success would you have if you could start all over? If I had to start all over, I would start a detail business. I have done it before and I know that detailing is the best way to get from nothing to success. Last season I did 30 days of what I would do to get my detail business off the ground. For the next 30 days I will talk detailing. Each day we will cover a new topic. Welcome to the Detail Secrets Podcast. My name is Andrew Sturk and I'm your host. Okay, here we go. Today we're going to talk a little bit about compounds, polishes, and paint protection. Things like wax, paint sealants, coatings. Um, basically, if you've listened to my past, uh, my the last two podcasts, last three podcasts, you know the difference between wax, um, polymer paint sealants, ceramic coatings, things like that. But now we're going to dive into a little bit more of the cutting capabilities of these different uh these different things like polishes and compounds and pads and things like that i think what i'll do is i'll probably do pads on the next episode and let's just run through more of the products on this one so i'll start with the heaviest the heaviest cutting you can possibly do without damaging the without damaging the clear coat on the vehicle is uh, wet sanding, color sanding. Uh, it's cut, those terms are kind of used hand in hand. Wet sanding, color sanding. Uh, what you need to do is I re- I really personally don't use anything over two thousand, uh, just because I'm comfortable with it. I know how many passes I can get with it without um, you know cutting too far. I know that there's people out there that do up to like a thousand grit. But for me, I stick around, unless I'm doing headlights or something, I stick with paint. I always stick with 2,000. Um, unless you're doing like a show car where you're actually cutting the color sanding and cutting the um, the orange peel off. So if you're doing something like that, you're going to need extreme amounts of time Um I wouldn't charge, you know, less than a few thousand dollars to do it. Um, If you're polishing something out to try and do like a show car perfect paint correction, um, I, I, you know, I might use something other than 2000 grit. But for the most part, 2000 grit is what I use for taking out, you know, scratches, bird droppings, uh, things like that. So that is the strongest thing you can use. What you really want to do is you really want to start with the, you know, lightest thing possible and then kind of work your way up to that to see what really needs to be done because you don't want to go deeper than you have to. Um, The clear coat on most cars paint is as thin as a post-it note. So keep that in mind when you're trying to basically do any kind of correction to the paint. Any scratches that that you can really, like, click your fingernail on that you can catch your fingernail on uh you really can't get those out completely uh you can minimize them uh the thing about scratches is the edges of them are typically sharp so if you think of a diamond and how the edges of a diamond are very sharp and you know they're cut in a certain way to reflect light 
Scratches are kind of like that as well. So when you're removing scratches and you and the scratches are deep and you can catch them with your fingernail, they're probably deeper than the clear coat or really close to the, the deepest part of the clear coat. So what you can do to minimize them, they won't completely you know be rid of them, is you can you know uh, start with the I would probably start with the 2000 grit uh, wet sandpaper and wet sand them just a few passes just to, um, you know, cut those edges down and uh, basically dull them and round them off. So imagine a diamond that is completely round and like a, like a, it looks like a, more of like a pearl and in diamond, it's not going to reflect the light as much. Same with scratches on paint. It's not going to show as much if you round the edges off like that. So that's, that's the typical rule of thumb for that. So the heaviest thing you can start with is sandpaper. Um, like I said, I personally use 2000 grit sandpaper. I don't use anything uh, more than that because I don't feel it's necessary in most of the jobs that I do. Um, even if, I don't know, with show cars, I don't know. I've, I've done a couple of them and they are, it depends on the paint. So with show cars, usually 2000 grit actually works fine because the paint is pretty soft because it's usually fresh paint. So there's something to be said about that. But um, let's get a little, let's get past that a little bit because not many of you out there are doing orange peel removal on show cars. So uh, most people are doing things like scratches, um, you know, these little deep scratches and things like that that are easily to be removed by, honestly, a lot of times they come out with just polish. So the order that it goes in is wet sandpaper is the strongest thing you can use. Um, you can completely damage vehicles uh, by doing too many passes and have to repaint the vehicle if you do it wrong. Then the next step up from that is usually a wool pad. Um, I'm actually curious to know, you know, if they have classifications as far as pads go. Because, you know, sandpaper, they have the grits. I wish that they put those on pads so that we knew what you know, kind of grit they were and the same with compounds and polishes and things like that. So that the pad and the, and the, and the compound or the pad and the polish, you know, work together, but it'd be interesting to have like a metric system that says, you know, we go from, you know, 1000 grit sandpaper to 2000 grit sandpaper to wool pads to, um, you know, cutting pads to polishing pads and maybe have like a system where it says, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. So when you buy your uh, compound, it says, you know, this is rated for a 3,000 grit compound or this polish is rated for, you know, a 20,000 grit polish. So you know like kind of what you're getting into. Anyway, that's just my, I wish they would have come up with that, you know, a long time ago so that we kind of know what we're buying. Because now you go to the store, you go, you know, 
to a detail shop, you go online, you do wherever you get your products from, and you buy a polish, and it, you, you just kind of hope that it's going to work for what you need. Um, there's not really any any way of saying whether it's a you know certain it's going to take away a certain amount of you know blemishes. So anyway, that's just a little bit of rant from me uh, in my head. But let's get back to it. So there is sandpaper, wool pads, uh, cutting pads, polishing pads you know, like jeweling pads where it's like the kind of finishing pads and then there's application pads and hand applicators and things like that. So that's kind of the order how it goes. It gets from heaviest, like the heaviest, worst things like orange peel, deep scratches, things like that. Usually use 2000 grit sandpaper. Some people use a little bit heavier. I don't. Um, And then it goes up from there. I'll usually go straight from 2000 grit sandpaper to a wool pad with a cutting compound um and then i'll use a depending on the paint and how it looks after that i could maybe go straight into it and it just kind of depends on the outcome of the paint uh, straight into a polishing pad with polish or um maybe another cutting pad with some polish um and kind of work my way up from there but if you're looking at a scratch you don't really know what you need to get it out always start with polishing because it's the lightest and work your way back and if you have to sand it you have to sand it that's just how it goes Uh, just be very careful not to sand too deep because you don't want to be responsible for having to repaint uh, you know entire parts of the vehicle because you went too far and burnt the paint whatever so, wet sandpaper, strongest, wool pads, cutting pads, polishing pads, jeweling pads, um, finishing pads, application pads. That's typically the range and how things are, are, are going as far as pads go. So, when you're working with the pads, you know like kind of what you're dealing with. So um, the cr- crazy thing is, is all these different pad companies have all these different colors of pads and everything, and a lot of them are different. A lot of them don't line up with what the other ones do. So you can buy a yellow pad from one company and a yellow pad from another company, and they have, you know, one of them's not a polishing pad, one of them's more of a cutting pad. It's really hard to tell. So, um, But you, you can usually feel uh, the pads and how kind of rough they are um for me personally i am a big fan of the microfiber pads um i'm not going to say any certain brands or anything like that but i really like the uh microfiber pads for cutting and for polishing and then what i'll usually do is i'll always finish off with a foam pad i really like to to finish off with foam pads so um but just you know kind of a general idea of how pads work um you know, it'll say no matter what color or what brand it is, it'll say whether it's a cutting pad or a polishing pad. Um, the wool pads are the heaviest; those will cut uh, really, really fast. Uh, use a heavy compound with a wool pad, and you can cut through, uh, you know, sanding marks pretty quickly. Um, that's what you. That's what I typically use uh, right after sanding down headlights. 
uh, is something really strong like a wool pad uh, with a uh, cutting compound just to, you know, make sure I can, I can get through it in a timely manner because I don't want to spend all day on headlights. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of my rundown on pads. Um, you know, just start with the lightest. If you're doing a job, you don't know, if you don't know exactly, if you haven't done this exact kind of paint before, if you haven't done a scratch this deep before, you know, always start with the lightest thing and see how it works. Cause all different paints and clear coats are a little bit different and, um, you, d you just don't want to go farther than you have to. Some paints, if the, if the vehicle has been repainted, most of the time the paint's really soft. So you can actually get some of the deeper scratches out with just polishing sometimes with those. So, Okay, so now that we've talked a little bit about pads, let's get into the, you know, liquid portion of it. Like the compounds, polishes, waxes, things like that. So... It's really hard. The, the detailing world has made it, the marketing and everything has made it really difficult for people because there's so many different, there's just so many different products out there and they all say, you know, the craziest stuff to get people to buy them on it. So like ceramic wax or, you know, all in one, three in one, you know, step, you know, polish or, uh, you know, cleaner wax or, you know, whatever it is that, that you see. Um, basically, basically we'll kind of break it down a little bit. The way it works is compounds typically are the heaviest. There's heavy cut compounds, there's light cut compounds, there's different kinds of compounds. But for the most part, compounds are the heavy cut stuff. That's what you, if you're, you know, taking out deep scratches or color sanding marks or something like that, that's what you need to use as a, as, as a compound. Um, if you're doing paint correction and sometimes you can get away with just kind of, uh, uh, you know, a polish instead. But, um, for the most part, if you're doing a good paint correction, you're doing like two, two step or three step paint corrections, you start with a compound and then you finish with the polish. So compounds is, are typically no matter what kind of brand you buy or whatever, if it says compound on it, it means that it is a little bit tougher. It is, um, a stronger grit to kind of remove more, uh, more paint faster. So what you're doing when you're doing paint corrections and polishing and things like that is you're taking off a layer of the paint, bringing that fresh paint that's underneath, uh, to the more to the surface. And that is, uh, you know, shinier and doesn't have as many scratches in it, things like that. So compounds typically heavier, they're a heavier cut. Um, like we went over, obviously the, uh, you know, sandpaper is stronger, but we went over that earlier. So compounds are the heavier way to go. When you're dealing with compounds and pads, you can kind of use compounds with whatever pads you like to kind of get whatever desired feel you're looking for. So the heavier cut, like we said, the wool pad with a compound, that's just the quickest way to get, you know, to cut down. So if you got if you know you have a lot of clear coat and you need to cut down fast and you don't want to take all day, a heavy compound with a wool pad will knock that stuff down really fast. Uh, but it will also create uh, burns and things like that in the paint much faster. So you need to be very careful. 
especially on edges and things where the uh, clear coat is a lot more thin than normal. Um, that's something you really need to watch out for. So if you're just starting out, you're brand new, I would not take a wool pad with compound uh, to a vehicle if you don't really have control over your polishers and things like that and you don't uh, have a great feel for it. Um, but, you know, and maybe try it out on a, you know, junkyard fender or something like that to, you know, kind of get good at it until before you take it to a car because you don't have to pay for it to be repainted. Um, so that's a little rant on compounds. Next step from there is polishes. So polishes actually is, so let's say theoretically there is a metric system and uh, there's 2000 grit sandpaper, there's 3000 grit sandpaper, there's um, compounds, which we'll say that's, you know, 4000 or 5000 grit. And then we'll move on to polishes. We'll say that's even more. That's like a 7,000 or 8,000 grit. I'm just making it up, but uh, I'm sure someone somewhere and scientists and everywhere have a list of this. I've never seen them on products or anything like that before, but that's just how they work. So compounds, stronger, uh, polishes, lighter. So polishes are, you know, really just designed to take off surface, uh, surface swirls and things like that, really brighten the paint. But it still is taking some of that clear coat off. So every time you use a polish, you're actually removing the top portion of the clear coat. Uh, like I said, the clear coat is about as thin as a piece of paper. So you really want to think about, um, you know, that's how much, that's how thick the paint is. And then the polish is taking just a very, uh, you know, micro portion of that off, depending on how, you know, long you and how many passes you make over it with a uh, with a the polishing pad. So um, compounds heaviest, polish next step up. Now uh, there's different levels of compounds and different levels of polishes. So depending on which one you use, and over time you'll start to you'll start to get the feel for different ones and how hard they cut and things like that. Um, and then there's also uh, diminishing compounds and diminishing polishes. So what these do is they start heavy and they work their way down. And as you basically imagine like a, you know, microscopic stone grinder, as you're grinding the stones, they get, they get smaller and smaller and smaller. That's kind of how it goes. The more passes you make with a diminishing compound or diminishing polish, the finer and finer it gets over time. Um, so that's another thing to think about as well is is this compound diminishing is it gonna uh stay the same grit the whole time or is it gonna you know get lighter and lighter over time i like to use diminishing ones they get you know some flack from some detailers but that's a big uh you know perk for me is i can do a two-step paint correction with one product uh basically what i do is just switch out the pads um but I don't use really heavy, I don't know, I don't use really heavy, heavy cut stuff for the finishing. So if I know that I'm using a diminishing product and I know that it's cut down to where I need it to be, I don't apply the brand new product and diminish it down again. I usually keep around uh, some light polish just to finish things off um, and do like a couple passes at the end. Um, but what I'll do with the diminishing products is instead of using two different uh, two different things like a compound and a polish, 
I'll just switch the pads out and leave the product on the vehicle. So something to think about, but, um, you know, that's just some of the products that are out there. So there's compounds, polishes. Now let's move on to, let's say like a cleaner wax. So if you go to the store, you see something that says cleaner wax on it, uh, you know, three in one cleaner wax. That doesn't really have any abrasives in it. Um, even though it says it polishes, it's, it's not, it's not abrasive. Like I was saying with the compounds and polishes where it's taking off the clear coat, it's more of a chemical cleaning. So there's a lot of different products that say they're polishing, but they're more chemical polishing than they are actual, you know, diminishing products or abrasive products, I guess you could say. Um, so you know, it's hard because there's just so many products out there with so many different names. So that's kind of the basics for, you know, compounds, polishes, uh, diminishing products. You know, a lot of the diminishing products say they're two-in-one compound and polish because they kind of go start heavier grit and then work their way down to a, a finer grit. Um, and then everything else is basically some form of protection. Uh, so let's say there is... And there's wax, like uh, I've talked about in my other episodes, they're all protection. So wax is protection, paint sealants are protection, ceramic coatings are protection, ceramic wax is protection, uh, SIO2 spray is protection. Uh, a lot of these different protection you know, products out there and a lot of the other uh, um, compounds and polishes and things like that have what are called fillers in them and they'll fill in the light scratches and things like that, but they're not cutting them away. So um, basically, once that stuff washes off, it, the filling capabilities go away and you see whatever swirls and things like that that are in the paint. So there's just too many products to try and list any kind of product to use or anything like that. Just keep in mind that there's compounds, there's polishes that both basically remove parts remove the top layer of the clear coat and then everything else that like waxes, uh, paint sealants, ceramics, everything like that is more of a coating that goes on top that protects the paint. Um, and then, you know, on a side note from that, there's all kinds of different products. Like for example, a cleaner wax that is a chemical cleaner and protector. So basically, um, before you use any of these products, I recommend doing a clay treatment or um, an iron remover, which is a chemical treatment as well, or both. Um, just because it removes all of that stuff from the paint without actually degrading the paint like a compound of things would do, and it makes sure that everything's clean and ready for uh, polishing and things like that to take place because you don't want uh, anything that might be stuck in the paint that you you know mixing in with what you're polishing out. So that is my rant for the day. I will talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want any help growing your detail business, go to detailsecrets.com and book a call with me. It doesn't matter what level you are, whether you're just starting out, been in business for a bit, or a master detailer. If you want to set higher goals, get to the next level with your business and better your life, book a call now. Honestly, it's just a call. 
Go to the show notes or detailsecrets.com and book now.